Hey guys, what's up? Matt and James here. Welcome to the episode of Coffee is for Closers. Today, what we're going to be talking about is the reason why most coaching businesses or business in the coaching and consulting space hit plateaus um, of around uh, fifty, hundred, dollars and $300,000 a month. Why is that, Matthew? I don't know. Let's explore today. Yeah. Jimothy? Good. Cue the introduction. On the introduction. Okay. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. Um, all right. So like we've been in the coaching game for a while now um, in the coaching and consulting space, fun space, whatever. And uh, what we've sort of noticed is that there are these like nexus points. And this is interesting to know both from a nexus business owner points. and from a salesperson perspective, because like you, you might realize that there might not be a future in the business that you're currently selling for. Yeah. It's very good to identify this as a, um, sales guys and see where the warning signs are yeah so that you can either um haul in or find an exit strategy yeah but also like we have to i want to press this by not every business wants to go past some of these like Correct. if if you can get a business to 300 grand a month but running at a 50 percent profit margin and as the business owner take out 100k a month there's not going to be much motivation for you to go further than that right which is totally fair right now the the frustrating part from a salesperson and even like someone who's working in the business is when the business owner is constantly talking about scaling, but then never relinquishing the profit required to build the infrastructure to scale. That is frustrating. And if you are in that kind of situation at the moment, you need to figure out if you really want to stay there because like that business owner has figured out where they're happy. They may not be saying it, but they're not going to move. Yeah. And it's, um, it becomes like a larger frustration, particularly when you're incentivized by that growth and scale and your income is tied to the business growing. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. This is a, this is a fun subject. Yeah. So like I would say one of the first ones is, you know, uh, everyone wants to get to 30 grand a month. That seems to be a number that's thrown around a lot. 30 grand seems to be a milestone. The next one then is like a hundred grand a month. Then it's 300 to, to, to jump. It's always, no one's like, I want to get to 200. Everyone's like, if you're at, if you're at 50, you want to get to a hundred. If you're a hundred, you want to get to 300. I think, I think you've missed the 10 K a month. Yeah. 10 K a month. Just cause I've yeah. got like 300 people offering me uh, ways to get to 10 K a month in my inbox right now. Is that with a business or by themselves? I don't know. Yeah. Don't really... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking, it's not very clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's with Forex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just ne- nexus point. I, I've always called them black holes. So it's interesting. I I don't know where the vernacular comes from. It's, it's so funny. Yeah, it's not that funny actually. <laughs> it's quite boring. Oh, shut up! But now. you're gonna have to listen regardless. Yeah. So. <laughs> so who's the who's as, joking as the army told me? You joined us, but we didn't join you. <laughs> Take that uh-huh. pineapple. <laughs> so 30k 100k 300k yeah there's a few more after that but it's um we'll save those then it's 500 then it's a million i'd say 650 okay 
Yeah. <laughs> so you're the die on, but yeah, fair enough. 650. Yeah. Is it typically just. Um, I was pretty stoked when we got $2 million a month. three times. I was pretty stoked. And funnily enough, like, I mean, I've not experienced it, but a lot of those nexus points happen up well and truly past those points all the way up to, you know, $100 million. There's always black holes or nexus points in business. And it's really funny. It's like right before you go into, like, you hit that point profit margin is at its highest and the reason why people typically don't push through them is because you have to add in significantly more infrastructure to push past that revenue mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. which tanks profit margins so i i think like a lot of business owners get stuck in like well i'm making all this money now why would i want to mess with that see my profit margins go down uh with no guarantee of us getting to the, that next point where the profit totally fair up. and that's where like you evaluate, like, as a sales guy, does the guy that I'm working with have balls? Because if the answer is no, like, they're never going to take those action points to get through the next step. And um, it's super evident with uh, recruitment and who they're bringing on, what roles they're putting people into, because you can always, like, if you see someone in your business recruiting, particularly high-level staff, you can always look on recruiting websites to see what their understanding of, like, a typical wage for that type of person is. And if they're big wages, typically they're prepared to go to that next level. If they're hiring uh, VAs and stuff at those, you know, 300K marks to fulfill important roles, chances are they're protecting profits and aren't looking to actually scale. Yeah. That's a very good point. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like the, 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 the big thing is uh, infrastructure versus income. Yep. And so in order to grow, you need to have more infrastructure than you, uh, you need to have an overestimated amount of infrastructure for the amount of revenue you have coming in. Yeah. Because if you try and grow it like one for one, it's impossible, yeah. right? Like you, you like, cause you like hire someone like, so if when you, if the business owner that you're talking about, or if you have a business owner doing this, if you're always talking about scale and you're always talking about the marketing funnels, right? It's like, well, no, it's like, cause you need to be, you need to like assume this is where the ballsy part comes in that your sales and marketing funnels will work. And then you have to infrastructure your operations and delivery departments to be able to with hand to withstand the influx of new people when your sales and marketing works. The hard part is balancing that enough to where you don't over infrastructure so much that if there's something no doesn't, doesn't, yeah, there's no money spent on marketing, but also if it doesn't work, you got a business. Or, but so then there's no budget left to throw money at people to fix the problems. Yeah. Which is where capital raising comes in place. Yeah. So like if you really want to scale, scaling through money. profit is difficult, yeah. right? We, we haven't raised any money yet because we're, as like, as our accountant told me, you're, we're somewhat cash overburdened at the moment with cash. Right, you could recommend some things for us to buy. That'd be cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Maybe> so <laughs> yeah, d- definitely the board was over accumulating, yeah. and I was like, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because because it was the opposite problem for a while. I think we're like almost a definition of anti-frugal. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just like I was like, oh, I've got you know X amount of money in the bank, and they were like, what? I was like, yeah, I have like one point. Uh, they were like, oh, I have too much money. Pay <laughs> some out or spend some. Yeah, between okay. the businesses, it's like more than $2 million. So they were like, yeah, you, you, can, you can probably afford to get rid yeah, of like some. This month. 
yeah. Um, but yeah. So actually the, the goal is to then, um, you know, speaking of cap raising, the goal is to then what, what, what we're going to do probably is pull out a million dollars and then put that into a fund yep. and, the, and then we'll have, uh, and we'll cap raise, uh, the same amount. So then like when you one for one, you get like 4% rates. So if we go, Hey, listen, yep. we're opening up a fund like Snapper Capital or whatever. Yeah. Is we go a million dollars in sniper capital and then we raise a million dollars and we have a two million dollar fund to fund all the other businesses. Yeah, and because that we've got that uh, capital there, like banks, private equity, venture capital, they're all happy to provide more money, knowing that there's a safety barrier there that you could with yeah. money. Well, like if you're willing to put up a million dollars, someone will give you a million dollars. Exactly. Right. Like it's just kind of the way it is. It's safe for them. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, if you're willing to put your own money in, then we'll put our money in, right? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the plan to. You know, I mean, Kimbo spoke the other day. We'll have to have Kimbo on the podcast. Yeah, I want to. You know, he ran Yamaha as well. He can get us a bike. I had no How cool would a bike idea. look in that I corner? think he ran the music division. A guitar. How cool would a guitar look? <laughs> yeah. I saw, I was at his house the other day. This is a rant. So we took on a new board member. Uh, his name's Kim, and he ran Smirnoff, Aldemac, a bunch of huge companies, and he's working on the board with us to help us scale our company, right? And this is a guy that he's scaled, exited, IPO, all, all this kind of stuff very, very large businesses. So it brings us a very, very unique perspective. Uh, like that's, for example, that says multi six figure higher for time wise, relative, relatively yeah. to the work, but the amount of insight that we get and the ability to restructure and be able to scale the business is extraordinarily insightful to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, which is again, is one of the reasons why none of these business owners scale their business, even though they say they want to is because they refuse to say that they're not the best at what they do. Yeah. We needed help. I mean, we were good at doing a couple of things and we, we needed someone to go, Hey man, like if, if your goal is to do this, there's a lot of things that you haven't put in place. I, uh, I, I disagree partly, but also very heavily agree. So we would have got there and me and you would have been dragged to jail one day. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, uh, just from not through being no fault of our own, not from not from like doing the wrong thing, just going. Oh, I didn't know I had to pay that. Yeah, really? Okay, but no, I um, I, I disagree in the sense that I think uh, based on just like pure knowledge and problem solving ability, we probably would have got to where we wanted to. I think would with rough though, with yeah, rough, we would have made way too many mistakes. I I kind of see like mentors. Uh, you know, a board member is really just like a mentor that's only happens when you get bigger, right? It, but they act as accelerant and they act as someone to prevent you from picking up because they've made those mistakes. So I, I think we would have got there just the time to do it. Yeah. And in the most straightforward path possible is, is the difference. It's debatable. Yeah. yeah. Debatable. It's a debatable um, fact. No, I agree. I think we would have yeah. done it, but I think we would have done it really messily and probably being ripped, been ripped off along the way. Cause like we're paying, you know, just for some context for people, like we're trying to scale our business to multi-millions a month. Between the businesses that we run, we're, we're doing a few million dollars a month. Yeah. Right? So- Well, not taking into account the recent acquisitions that we're about to bring on as soon as that gets signed over where immediate more revenue comes in. Yeah. I don't know what the NDA says. We can and can't do with that. But anyway. Um, don't mention names. <laughs> you name names. But yeah, so it's it's a it's a fair bit of cash. So so like what we're trying to figure out is like how do we how do we structure this properly? And so it's like from a scale perspective, we're trying to scale to 
I think we kind of roughly worked out we really want to get to like 135 million a year. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, what's, what's we can't do it with this one business. Oh, have, it's it's impossible. It'd be impossible. Going yeah. back to I don't know if we spoke about it in this podcast or the last one. That scalability only happens with multiple avenues of income. You can't do it on a single income stream. Well, I mean, maybe you could if you like Coke and you're, you're selling Coke and take that much money. Or you have so. a giant software company. For the, yeah. for the things that we are good at, it's not, it's not feasible. So we have to recognize every problem that our- Sales sniper caps have. out at- Like, oh, man, if- Three, three mil a month. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. 36, 36 million a year is yeah. like the max we yeah. could pull out from this thing. Yeah, absolutely. From the um, one entity, we have multiple entities at the moment still running and we have a coaching, we have seventh level, sales sniper, sniper media, which is just about to launch. Um, Snipe operations, which we'll we have the coaching company we just bought. That's already cash flowing operations um, and then consulting, mm-hmm. which will be TBC. And there's plenty more ideas where that comes from. And there's the other big acquisition that we're doing at the moment, which will be a good one. Like to scale, you, multiple revenue sources are needed, which means multiple products. To do that, it needs to be transferable, right? As in, you have to utilize your client base, understand the needs of what of things that are going wrong in their business, and offer the solution through different entities. And like in the previous things. podcast, when we talked about set yeah. ovens, you know, as you can tell, we're still in the same clothes we just did too. Yeah, g- going back to like that that profit, like we. Uh, so it's okay. Uh, I'll kind of explain it visually. I've done a I've done a uh, video on this. Okay, but. Essentially, if you have a look, like it sort of goes in and out like that, right? So, uh, it's if like you, funnels, but they're flipped up one way and stacked on top of each other. Exactly. Yeah. And then you've got like uh, infrastructure on your vertical axis, and you've got right. So, if you're not a graph, but going up, you've got infrastructure. Yeah. And then if you think of like the, as hourglasses with sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's like a one. the higher the sand is, the revenue, yeah. and then the hourglass is the profit. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got, you're filling up with revenue. So you're filling the hourglass up with revenue, the sand up all the time, but it's getting constricted and then opening up. That's yeah. your profit, right? So like, um, as you increase your infrastructure, right, your profit is constricting, but then you reach a level where your infrastructure is up here. So let's say it's $10 million a year. So you have the infrastructure for $10 million, but you only have $5 million of your revenue. That is your greatest constriction point right? Where you have maximum infrastructure, but you, you haven't yet realized the revenue that will be able to utilize the, the infrastructure. So now you've got this like huge amount of nut, right? That you have your monthly nuts huge, but you haven't got the income. So then what you do is you then go, okay, we've now got the capability to handle all these clients. Let's ramp it. Yeah. And then your revenue builds and then your profit margins open back up and they open back up to the widest possible margin right? Which is like, but depending on your model and all that kind of stuff, like let's say you have a gross profit of, of 75% and, and you have a net profit of like at its worst five and at its best 30. Yeah. Right. For those of you who don't know the difference between net and, and, and gross is your, your gross is more based on your model. So it's like, what is your pricing model and how does that compare to like the cost of goods sold? Right. So you're like, you can, up your net through a series of bad decisions or overspending, but you'll really your business if you don't think about your gross, because your gross is like, what does it cost me to make a sale? Like, like what is that? And you, you need to be in like just the basic delivery mechanisms of that you need to be in the seventies. Um, you you, you need to be, um, for, for like, if you like, 
Um, you don't have to be, but for the industry that we're in, it's where you want to be. Yeah. Right. Like you can artificially set your, your profit margins by uh, reverse engineering your budgeting to suit a specific number that you're aiming to. But um, like we, with sales sniper, we have that much infrastructure that the infrastructure that we have allows us to do, to take on these other businesses without adding on staff and additional costs because we've over infrastructured to the point of probably like 40 million. So, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like we've over, we're over infrastructured in some regards and under in other. Yes. So like right now we're under infrastructured in middle management. Under? Under. Yes. But, but from a sales rep perspective and from like a headshed perspective, we have a ton of people. So we have a ton of really expensive executives who are yep. awesome at what they do, right? And that's the key to get right first, if you're willing to suffer. Yeah, no and we have a ton of really good sales reps, yes. right? What we don't have, and which, which are being trained at the moment, is the middle management layer to take the burden away from the higher level managers so they can, so they can focus more on what they need to do, which is being done at the moment, right? Yep. But anyway, so... But we could take on 10 new done for you accounts and it wouldn't do it, make a difference, right? Like we have the people, we have everything, we can do it. But yeah, so as you hit those points, that, so there's these really scary parts where you're like, our profit is super constricted. Now we have to go all in. So it really requires you to just go all in. But you also have to realize like, and I think it's a lot of it is gut feel, unfortunately. I'm sure it shouldn't be, but it's like, mm, with the people that we have, what we're actually doing, how much can we actually handle? Yeah. And then, I, uh, and then it's like, um, and then it's like, when do you start reinfrastructuring to go to the next one? Because again, those nexus points are like you hit the point where what you don't want to do is go past it where you're like, which we did when we first started fitness sales sniper, mm-hmm. we, all this revenue, no infrastructure. Yeah. But and like, then your business is a shell. And then we're just like, what the? happened because we didn't catch on because we didn't know yeah you say that i'm sure people who have been through this process before have run hundred million dollar companies have that all documented and understand it don't need to use gutfield but they probably did until they got to that point yeah i've never read a book that talks about it there's not enough it's like the it's like to warrant writing one the infrastructure conundrum you know what i mean maybe we'll write a book yeah it's like how much do you back yourself Mm. and so like kind of going back to the, those nexus points, it's like those points that you guys are seeing if you're a sales rep is you're, you're where the business is doing this. Yeah. It's because, right, it will go up, right? So let's say it's 300. You get it to 350, 375. Stalls. And no, the delivery mechanisms fall away and then you get refunds and you get people pulling out because the program sucks and then it goes down to 250. That, self equalizes because that's really where the business should be should should be or if yeah, it's really exactly. comfortable yeah. like your business doesn't want to be more than like 80% capacity mm-hmm. right like at gyms we used to always say a gym needs to run like 80% capacity yeah. if it's 100% capacity it is disgusting there's too many people it's too crazy 80% is perfect it's crowded right? and people start leaving yeah and then you go down and all of a sudden you're running at this 70 80% capacity and then that brings it back up to here which is like the red line, yeah. which is that 300K or whatever it may be, right? And so it's like, and that's the same 25, 50, 100. So what you guys are seeing, it's like if you're a business owner and you're, you're, you're kind of experiencing that, then p- potentially you're just not operationally infrastructured, yep. right? Comment operations if you guys want help with that. 
and we can do more videos about it or reach out to you about some of the stuff that we do about it. We, we took on a guy called Spencer Burnett who, who built out a lot of that stuff for us, like did a physical build out and it changed our business. If you're watching Spence, you're an absolute genius. So yeah, Spencer is a legit savant. Yeah. So anyway, um, um, let's, let's go back to the, that 30 K mark. Right? I just want to do one thing sure. real quick is if no. you're a sales rep, <laughs> right. And, and you're experiencing this, like where the business is just doing that, that business is never going to go past there. Yeah. Right. Unless you see either consultants come in, or you see some big key hires yep. for like expensive people that are not VAs, yeah. right? Then you know, if it's been there for six months, 12 months, it's never going to change. There might be months at 400 months, like, you know what I mean? So you got to go, okay, this is the max I'm getting here. <laughs> I either get real comfortable here and figure out how I can make a bit more money or whatever, or you go, okay, this is the max, this opportunity. I want to look for something else. Yeah. I, I think like a good way to tie that up is um, that perspective. So that business, you're at 30K, right? Typically in that position, you're a sole director, owner, operator. Like a one-man agency or something. One-man agency. You've got a handful, maybe five to six clients. You're in charge of taking all the sales calls. You're in charge of delivery. You're in charge of building things. Working your ass off doing those 18-hour days in that hustle mode because whilst we probably shit- Laptop lifestyle, baby. While we shit on that, there is a phase in business where you have to do it because you have the only way to get through to the that, that next stage whilst being able to afford things is by you taking on all that responsibility. We did it, man. Yeah. yeah. We did literally everything. We did. Yeah. And, and uh, now we make market everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys. Um, but, and that's, that's what happens when you go through those hard yards, you get rewarded at the end, right? So you're, you're at that stage where- Well, as long as you're willing to- go back to zero. Right. So like afford that. Yeah. And then we, when me and you brought, (laughs) yeah. When me and you brought Marco on, we sort of couldn't afford that either. And we paid him more than we paid ourselves just to be like, this is the guy we, we have to have him. We're going to have to give something up here. Exactly. Most business owners wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's the resetting. It's the, it's the willing to reset and the willing to go, okay, I'm making this much now to bring this guy on. I'm now going to sink down to this much. I'll just do it myself. And that's where there's a lot of stall points. Yeah. Or you try and go really cheap where it's like there, there has to be an element of like, as a business owner, there has to be somewhat of a leap of faith moment or a, a, a lot of leap of faith moments where more than one. Yeah. Where you go, I will back myself to make this work. Yeah. And we're, like, we're about to take more of them as well. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, the bills that we're getting from accounting firms and stuff is, starting quote of 70,000 for lawyers on yeah. company restructure. It's like, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. great. Cool story. You must be good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so like you're in that position. You can't really, you have to run the marketing as well. You can't afford an agency to do it whilst being able to, you know, you can't afford a sales thing. So you got to break through that cycle. At some stage, you're going to have to take the leap of faith to one, either hand off delivery, hand off marketing or hand off sales you claw your time back, then all of a sudden you've got the freedom because you've handed that off, provided they perform, which is scary because you don't know if they will, to take that next step and start building infrastructure for that next level, which is creeping up to that $100,000 a month mark. Yeah, exactly. So you're on to a whole new set of problems. Yeah, yeah. Then it becomes about, you know, hiring becomes a real issue. Yeah, and like 
by that, you've solved those problems. You got through that um, nexus point. You get to that 100, 150K a month mark and all of a sudden now you, you've got some sales guys. You've got um, probably a couple of VAs at that stage or somebody doing administration work for you. Fractional COOs are really, I think, okay. really good. You know what I mean? So like you can't do anything without consistent sales and marketing. Cannot. Like you need consistency. Doesn't have to be stellar but consistent sales and marketing and you need multi-channel marketing. Yes. Like you have to have multi, you cannot, you cannot effectively grow a business with single channel marketing. You can have a successful, like I know a few businesses that do like half a million dollars a month and they only have one marketing channel, Mm -hmm. but would I consider that a good business? Would you consider it? No, I would not. Would you consider it there in three years? No, definitely not. Exactly. Like now is that person doing it for that? And again, this is where like choice, I like to understand the business owner's choices. And this is helped me as a sales rep when I could understand the business owner that I was selling for, or if we're doing done for you sales or for consulting, whatever it may be, understanding their thought process is really important because like some people think they want to scale to the moon, but they really don't. And that's fine. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you can run a 200K a month business and take out a hundred K, maybe. Happy days. Right. Actually, one of the acquisitions that we're that we're recently doing, that's basically the goal. Yeah. Is let's just get it to where it pumps out the most amount of money possible with the least exactly. amount of input and let's just run that autopilot. Right. Exactly. So like let, let's have everyone make a bunch of money. You know, like what's the threshold, right? Like what's the number where it's maximum profitability for minimum input? Yeah. Like because below that, it's not worth it. Above that, it's too. It's not too hard, but it's like profit we then, again, we have to over infrastructure. So it's like before we get back to that same level of profit, we now have to increase by X amount, which is like, okay, now we need more sales, more, more, yeah. more of this, more of this. Like, what's the number? And speaking of that, the, the number is really important because we want to get it to that point where it's just before it goes into one of those nexus points. 80% capacity. Right, 80% capacity because... That is when profit margin is the highest and we have every intention to sell that company for a good multiple. And you get the highest multiple based on uh, EBITDA or profit margin. Yeah. And and it's actually, I asked this question point. the other day, consistency is the most, mm-hmm. it's not the number, right? It's not like level of profitability, profit margins. It's, consistent, yeah. it's just the consistency. So it's like, how do we get that business to be autopiloted to where it's making say $250,000, $300,000 a month regularly, consistently with a great profit margin or an acceptable profit yep. margin, but it's the same every month and it doesn't move. And that way you can sell exactly. that thing and go, hey, this is how much this thing's worth. Look how consistent it is. We don't do a f- thing. Do you want it? Yep. And it's- um, Give me three times revenue. I'm out of here. It's exactly right. Like 6% profit margin, 250K a month, consistent for four months, bang up for sale. Yeah. Highest evaluation possible. Um, yeah. Okay. Then at hundred K months, you probably have a single channel of marketing. You've got sales guys that are doing okay. You're managing, you've cycled through problem, multiple media managers. And yeah. So you bought a new, so you're at hundred K a month, right? So you yep. have single channel consistent marketing usually. So what you need to do is focus on multi-channel marketing, right? And then gearing up for how much delivery you want to have. Yeah. So what I would be focusing is I was like, okay, what is our, how do I get my 80% capacity to be a lot more than what it is? Mm-hmm. What can I reasonably expect from a second or third channel? Yeah. 
how do I start to create branding awareness? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Tay today and he, you know, he, he was the vegan trainer and all that kind of stuff. Great social media presence. He literally had the exact same marketing strategy that we did, which is just awareness ads. Brand, yeah. And he got to 800 grand a month in his coaching business, right? With just awareness ads. So um, the strategy is the same strategy we did at Sales Sniper. And I think we've talked about it where we have a series of value videos and then you watch one value video then you get targeted with another one. If you watch that one, you got another one. That one, got another one. That one, got another one. And it goes like six or seven videos deep. And then the only people who get sent an offer are the people who have watched all those videos. Now, we don't have an offer to sell, yeah. right? So Unless you want someone to do your sales for you. Right? So, yeah. Or like consult or whatever. So we do have stuff, but like it's not really offers it's that we put out. scalable stuff, right? Yeah. In any sense. Yeah, it's not like it, there's Passion no point projects. doing marketing, yeah. right? Like we get enough inquiries, and that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do have the YouTube channel. That's why we have the closing code Facebook group. Is to like, and why my Facebook? Oh, it's to establish our Instagram to establish. Hey, we know what we're talking about, yeah. And then from there, we get enough inquiries to where like we've never been short of clients, right? Yeah. And we have a great referral network through our current clients and the marketing companies that we work with because yeah. we do a good job. And the marketing companies feed us a lot of clients. Like yeah. we have four or five marketing companies that just throw clients at us. Yeah. So uh, at that like 100, 150K mark, you need to start looking at hiring an operator. Yep. They can take over majority of that responsibility. Then um, you probably need a sales manager that can manage that team to get the best out of them. Or an external one, which we do do as well. Yeah. Or um, and well, as well with the media, you need to start getting that dialed in so that the sales team can can cope. And have that operator focus on the delivery mm -hmm. systems. And you want to have a great project management system in place. Yeah. That really helped us. Like we tripled last year. Yeah. And a lot of that, the reason why that was able is because of some of those like, real back-end nitty-gritty, which I don't even look at. Yeah. Um, I assume they're good, but I've never logged in. Oh, they're pretty good. <laughs> and uh, they're excellent, actually. So, But they have to be because I'm never going to log in. Yeah, and that's uh, everyone knows is, this is what it is, right? It is what it is. I wish I could sit here and say yes, I will do that, but it would just be a bald faced lie. Yeah, um, and I'm good at some things, and I'm not good at other things. That's for sure. Aren't we all right? Um, then you get up to like that that three three fifty k a month mark, and that's when you probably need um, you need that those sales almost like a CMO role where you've got someone looking after marketing, someone looking after sales and getting the best out of it so there's no leaky buckets. The delivery has to be absolutely on point with the back-end operations and then you need to start hiring a financial controller, probably not a CFO at that stage, but someone that can manage the books because chances are you f***ed up on tax at that level and you need someone to take over that responsibility and make sure that now you're hiring um, at a high level you need those processes, you need those insurances in place because the liabilities start to stack up where it, you probably should have had it earlier, but you didn't realize until now. Most likely. Exactly. Sort of from, not necessarily speaking from experience, but experienced enough to see on average, a lot of our clients make those mistakes when they do consulting and talk through problems with us. Mm, yeah. I mean, we've made definitely some of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that gives enough of an insight as to, Nexus points, 
There you go, guys. Nexus. All right, guys. If you like this kind of content, Comment make sure Nexus. you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that kind of good stuff. Head on over to our website, salesniper.net. If you want to work with us, work for us. Because um, I'm sure we'll have some, uh, you know, if you want us to do your sales for you uh, or you want us to consult about that, you can go to crushsales.net. Um, there's a little calculator there. You can kind of figure out how we're doing and what we're doing. And uh, yeah, awesome. crushsales.net. Buy some merch. Thank you. And bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.